Gary, how are you? Not too bad, Kieran. Did, you have, ba- yeah, did you have an old? Yeah, did you have an old banger yourself? <laughs> and, uh, we used to rally a couple of old cars. Though, and my mammy's listening now. She'll batter me when she sees me again. But yeah, me and my, my buddy Liam used to take a few old cars and around the forestries. His brother Hitler used to have a couple of nice cars that we. Uh, did you say his t- brother Hitler? Yeah, that was his nickname. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Oh, not, not not any reference. I don't know how he got the nickname Hitler, but it's nothing to do with our our buddy over in Germany. Anyway, oh, I can tell you that. Oh, I'm telling you, they were a different time. Let's move swiftly on. What are we having for dinner? Um. So look, I've gone with crab cake. Oh, okay. yum! Crab. Yeah. Um. Club Twenty One in New York used to be a really, really famous one. You know. So the key thing, really, really good French crab meat and uh, <clears throat> drop it in pick it out now the thing about crab meat is if you're using fresh they'll be buying like the frozen stuff a lot of a lot of the fun is in like picking the meat off yeah. the toes and opening up the bodies getting it all out there keeping it as lumpy as you can as well by the way and then you can either do a little breadcrumb binder or you can do a little of a, a baked potato binder for that some sweet corn is lovely in there and what I always love to put into it actually is Old Bay seasoning You'll find, I know, Avoca is Fallon and Burn probably have it as well, like Old Bay season on there. Is it something to do with bay leaves? No. No, it's just more of a spice. It's a light spice more than anything else. It's just, it's branded the Old Bay. And uh, you used to only be able to buy it in the States, actually, but you can get it here now. Put that in there, some sweet corn, a little bit of onion, coriander as well, seasoning up well. And then roll that in a little bit of a panko breadcrumb, which is lovely for a crunch, and deep fry them. Seven little spicy mayonnaise and crab cakes are absolutely beautiful, you know. Oh, I'm already drooling. So, so I've I've never made a crab cake. So, so the binding is either breadcrumbs or or mashed potato. That's how you do it. Yeah, you can you can use that. You can add a little bit of egg to it as well, and you can unroll it up in some on some crumbs, and then just sort of form them and pan fry them, you know. Or what I tend to do is just bake bank of potato and put more go like 80% of the crab meat and then just feed it with a really really dry dry potato like try and bring it together you know what I mean squish yeah. it together and then put it through a flour egg wash and a bread crumb and to be honest with you you want the inside to be as light and as fluffy as possible so very very little of the potato you know it's because just the bread a, crumb is yeah. going to hold it in there anyway you know it's just a bit of a bind uh, tell me this I see Ireland's top restaurants and chefs have been revealed yeah, yeah. So Lone got restaurant of the year this year. So well done to Enda McAvoy and his crew over there. Um, Monday night big ceremony in the Burlington or the Clayton, whatever they call it this week. Yes. Everybody still calls it the Burlow. They do. And uh, and yeah, Graham Neville, who's Commissioner General Eurotalks Ireland, I think a really, really popular choice and a, and a well-warranted choice for chef of the year. Graham is the head chef in Dax in Dublin, Olivier's restaurant there. And he's really, this guy should have had a Michelin star about five or six years ago. He's been in restaurant 41. He was a sous chef to Kevin Thornton for years. So it was a big, big night for Graham Neville. And uh, I, I, for one, was delighted for him, as was everyone there. Uh, Brilliant. And of course, I just think the standard of food in Ireland just continues to go up and up and up. Speaking of Michelin-starred restaurants and uh, Michelin stars, uh, Brad Carter, who apparently uh, is a Michelin-starred chef, says that they shouldn't have to cater for for people coming in who are fussy eaters. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, Brad Carter's a fool in (laughs) in my book. I mean, because he's got a Michelin star, he thinks he shouldn't have to deal with people with dietary requirements in the standular. Listen, that's just a lay of the land now, brother. You gotta, you gotta roll with the punches. You know, like people are coming in with a standular, but his point is, you know, our restaurants are really special. They're coming here for destination dining. Listen, there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of destination restaurants all over the world that don't have Michelin stars, and they're dealing with dietary requirements left, right, and centre. Is his That's thing really it. like food is art, and don't ask me to change my art around, sort of thing? Is that what he's saying? Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a pompous statement to be saying. You know what I mean? That I put all the thought into the dishes and. 
you coming in and changing it in the simulator. Yes, look, that's true. You could look at it and say somebody taking that out of the dish, this out of the dish and the other. There's a good argument for it. It really is kind of breaking down the dish. But if that's what someone's paying for, that's what you're giving them. And you just got to move on from that. I mean, there'll be many times I might have rolled my own eyes a few months and whatnot and said, God, you know, this dish is the same now without that element. But that person that's paying doesn't really care. If that's the way they want it, they understand the lay of the land. They're used to maybe missing out in little bits and pieces at home anyways through the year. So that's that's just normal. I suppose My if they're celiac or something as well, they don't have any choice. They, they're not, you can't eat it, yeah, it makes them sick. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I suppose like the celiac is so common now that, I mean, a lot of a lot of food and a lot of dishes and I wouldn't have very, very much gluten in them anyway. That's probably one of the easier ones to navigate around these days, if I'm honest, you know. But there are other people then that would have other things that they want to take out. And look, it it is annoying. It's becoming it's a really, really tough thing to do, like to get through a service when you've got a lot, a lot of different little things that got, like an elements coming out of dishes, going into dishes and substituting items and whatnot. But at the same time, don't think that you're above it with a Michelin star, that you can't be accommodating people coming in with that. I think I think this Brad Carter guy just, you know, he got attention because I never heard of him. I thought <laughs> he I love how you say it like it is. Look, thank you for that, Gary. Gary, we'll be back with Wednesday night's dinner next week. Uh, we are out of time, but our competition winner today is Darren Joyce from Dublin, who correctly answered that that was Rory McIlroy talking about the 2020 Olympics. And he'll be heading off to that fantastic stay in Harvey's Point and also getting the one for all voucher. My thanks to the team today, to Claire Darmody, to Kira Courtney, to Emma Cawley and to Michael Quilligan. Sean Moncrief is up next. Do stay tuned for him. But from me, Kira, have a great day. Thank you for listening.